Well, hello and welcome to another edition of the Cricket Scotland podcast for 2019. And once again, you join us in a very warm and heated scorer's box at the Grange after a very exciting game of cricket, but with an unfortunate result. I'm joined on the podcast by Peter Delapana, writer for ESPN Crick Info and Scottish cricket writer Jake Perry. And the mood is maybe glum, a bit upsetting uh, because we had a game on hands. We had about four overs left and there was a chase on. Uh, who knows where the result could have gone. But uh, where are our minds at, Jake, first? Well, that's very depressing, isn't it, really? Just to kind of finish with the rain once again. Uh, to have been set up to be such a good game. Great knock from Callum McLeod, 100. Likewise from, from Ramat Shah, uh, replying for Afghanistan. So it was all kind of boiling up very nicely. And then the rain comes and our oh, second ODI in a week is is washed out. But with a with a with enough for a DLS win for Afghanistan there. Well, was that Jake kind of said there, Peter, that it, it really was heating up to be a top-class game of cricket. It was over 500 rods scored, potentially 600 if the chase went successfully. But uh, seeing a game like this end in the manner in which it did, this kind of curse that Scottish cricket seems to be under with DLS decisions, uh, it just seems a bit tragic for the for the team. Well, when you consider how close they were, I guess, back a year ago in... Zimbabwe against West Indies and have it happen like it unfolded again today. A bit of deja vu in, in an unfortunate way, and, and they fought hard, but this was an awfully flat wicket. Wickets were so, so hard to come by. Last year's match was tense because it was an even contest between bat and ball, and it was a struggle to get a partnership strung together, and it was just a very dramatic low-scoring match. Not not the case on on this occasion. This was... A pitch where, if you think about it, last year the boundaries drawn in against England, they scored 371. The boundaries today pushed back to the normal depth, and, and 325, even with the boundaries pushed back, it looked like it was maybe par. And then as soon as Afghanistan got going, gosh, they looked like they were going to run away with, with the match after the first 10 overs with the, the platform that Shazad and, and Ramat and Azratul Zaza gave them. So... If you look at things without the uh, saltire-tinted lenses, I suppose, Afghanistan really were in control for, for much of that chase. And if, if you're being honest, you'd say Afghanistan probably deserved to, to win that match. And they were always ahead on DLS. That's a key thing to, to point out. Scotland were never at any point in those last 20, 25 overs. Were, they were never really at any stage in, in front. Afghanistan were in control managing the dls uh, target always one two runs ahead and whenever things were getting tight where scotland was like they just might pop ahead a boundary would happen and it just would take the wind out of scotland sail. so a frustrating day like you said they, the afghanistan took the 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 chase on with full steam ahead and by 10 by the 10th over we all kind of sat in the scorer's box looking at what was might arguably have been a very quick chase. But going back to Scotland's innings, we had uh, a great start with Cross and Kotzer with a cross getting 32 or 53. Kyle Kotzer scored a, a wonderful half century and he got 79 off 98. Very controlled innings, caught and bowled, um, unfortunately. Uh, but Callum McLeod, a magnificent century once again at the Grange. He seems to have a little bit of magic when he plays um, Afghanistan. But he does seem to have this kind of magic uh, uh, hitting um, power, if that's a stupid way of putting it against Afghanistan. It was almost reminiscent this Barrington-McLeod partnership of that Zimbabwe innings uh, in the qualifiers. 
well, if you think about it, that day they had Rashid Khan, Muhammad Nabi, and, and Mujib Rahman to contend with. They didn't have that today. And so ending with 100 runs even versus the 157 not out he made last year was almost underwhelming. He sold himself short. He, he could have gone on and, and cashed in even a bit more. And, and from that standpoint, I think you have to look at, at Scotland again as, as possibly having in a, a slightly – if 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 you're again if you're being honest slightly underwhelming uh, scoreline if you look at the whole picture from beginning to end because at the innings break I thought it was a good score but seeing the way Afghanistan approached the power play in particular Scotland were very cautious those first ten overs after choosing to bat they looked like they wanted to get a, a good platform before launching but they almost timed their that launch a bit too late they waited maybe a, a bit too long before putting their foot on the accelerator. And that came back to cost them in in some ways in the final result. We did see some power hitting from George Munzee. I think the international arena was kind of waiting to see this kind of all power hitting from the season of George Munzee. He he got a very quick fire, uh, twenty eight or thirteen, including a four six six four in and over. It was good to see George in international jersey, but again, it was a little underselling because the way he got out was a bit cheaper and laborious, and potentially we could have seen more power hitting early on. But it was good to see him in the run out. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's. Agreed totally with what with what Peter said. Then it was it was a strange kind of stop start innings in in many ways. Um, I think you know these kind of little fallow periods and then and then pushing on like around about the tenth over when mm. when Cross and and, and Kutz were really kind of kicked on and then it sort of went back into the shell a little bit and then and then once more. Um, but yeah, when 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 Munzi came in, it obviously lifted the the innings considerably. Barrington obviously just beforehand had, had scored thirty off. 20, 22 odd balls, as I remember, um, you know, with some some big shots there. Um, but yeah, Mun- Munzee's obviously been in terrific form. You could see the mood that he was in, the confidence that he's in at the moment, as he uh, as he as he started unleashing those those trademark shots. Um, but yes, it, when he when he he did get out, you know, Craig Wallace chipped in with some some inventive hitting of his own, um, but. Yeah, three, three twenty, three twenty-five. Ended up with I thought, yeah, looked a good score at the break. It, it seemed par, but like you said, Afghanistan began this this just chase well. Now we've we've highlighted Callum McLeod, but man of the match was uh, Ramat Shah with a fantastic hundred and thirteen of one hundred and fifteen balls from the from the start of his innings. He looked immediately in control, batting a long time with Shazad, who also got a half century of fifty-five or sixty-seven, and it really was a a winning knot from the from from the player there. Well, for keen keen observers of Scottish cricket and Afghanistan cricket, they'll remember Ramat Shah actually scored a century in 2016 in the rained-out match that ended with no result. He scored his maiden century, I believe, on that occasion, and here doing it again at the Grange, so you could say he enjoys his visits here to Edinburgh. <laughs> I think one one key thing that I marked down in my notes as, as the match was unfolding, and it happened almost from, from the first couple overs, there were six overs where Scotland bowlers conceded a boundary on the final ball of the over. And that was very, very crucial. There were moments of play where they were building pressure. They would string together four or five good balls in a row. And then that final ball, they just ever so slightly lose their focus. And that last delivery going for four or going for six, 
you, you add that up at, I think it's 26 or 28 runs they conceded off the last ball of an over on, on those occasions. And uh, Ramat did it again in, in the 39th over just before he got out. That, that sixth time that they scored a boundary on the final ball of an over was in the 39th over, right when it was getting very tense with the rain coming in. Duckworth Lewis and would Scotland be able to, to creep back in front of would Afghanistan stay ahead? And that happening in that 39th over just kind of summed up what had been bubbling earlier in the match. And I thought that was something that really, really cost Scotland in the end. Like you said, it, it was an immensely difficult surface to bowl on today. But they only picked up three. We could say we had Wheel, um, Evans and, and Tom Sol picking up with Tom Sol returning. And picking up a wicket again, but Scotland require more wickets if they are to, to win games. I know it's a, a, a simple and easy thing to say, but in a crucial match against a full member nation, they're going to require to get these 10 wickets. Yeah, I mean, as, as we've been saying, it was a pretty flat pitch, wickets very hard to come by. But but having said that, you know, and there were a number of chances. Scotland did have their chances, balls just not quite going to hand. Um, I remember Shazad, a couple of of drives, sort of one falling short of, of Karl Kutzer and, and one uh, the, the skipper dive for, which just uh, just eluded his hand. So th- there was that kind of thing. But there was a bit of sloppiness um, as well. You know, what um, uh, there was a, a fielding infringement um, in a, a Tom Sol over, which, which cost a no ball, which was hit for six, which, you know, obviously... In the, in the way that the game panned out in the end uh, mattered, mattered a, fair, a fair deal. So, so little bits of raggedness, um, I think. But uh, I, I don't know, a bit of ring rustiness there. It's been, it's been a few months since Oman and um, obviously, what's it, 335 days now since the England ODI. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, a, a, a ring rustiness, I think, in the, in the, in the Scotland lineup at the moment. To shine a little positive light, it was an, um, an unbelievable catch from Kyle Kotzer uh, to shine a little positive light on this. But uh, gents, where are we heading next? We've got two games against Sri Lanka coming up. Now, it's very difficult to predict when you've had one complete washout on one DLS uh, decision uh, causing a loss. But where are we heading next? What will Shane Berger be saying to the side when they are talking about the two upcoming ODIs? I think the main thing is that they were in winning positions if you think about the platform they had, they scored 99 runs off the last 10 overs, batting first. And even that, you could say they, they could have scored a few more considering the 21 runs that, that George Muncy hit off that one over in the 43rd. They, they were in positions that they, they had opportunities to really put their foot on the throat of Afghanistan, and they just couldn't see it off. So... It's just a matter of when they get in those positions again against Sri Lanka, and and based on what we saw today, they will be in those positions. They played well enough to win today. When they get in those positions again against Sri Lanka, it's a matter of seeing it through instead of just just relaxing ever so slightly and letting Afghanistan back into the game in those situations like they did today. What about you, Jack? Yeah, I would agree, absolutely. Um, as, as Peter says, you know that the... Afghanistan were more or less in control for a lot of their a lot of their chase, but they never got a long way ahead. You know, they were always Scotland were always very much in touch, and at the end, it could have gone it could have gone either way. Um, I think the 
once Afghanistan lose a wicket, they're, they're known for losing more. So, you know, there was a uh, an opportunity there for for Scotland if they could have got that other breakthrough. Who knows what? Who knows how the game would have uh, would have panned out in the end there? So certainly against um, against Sri Lanka, I think Shane Berg will be saying you know more of the same. But it's just rediscovering that ruthless streak that we saw you know last year, and we've seen uh, we've seen so many times in Scotland in the recent past. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Jake, for joining me on the podcast. Afghanistan win by two runs on a Duckworth-Lewis decision here at the Grange. Be sure to catch the latest content in the run-up for the two Sri Lanka ODIs coming up next week again at the Grange. Thanks for listening. Yeah.